Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Once again, it's Talks with Tennille, Healing and Wholeness. I want to thank everybody for tuning in these last couple of episodes. We are actually at episode three. Yeah, so I am ready. I'm excited, ready to share with you what is on my heart today. So we're at episode three and it's called Our Image of God. So I am just excited to to hear what God has to say, excited to share, um, and just excited to to impart today. So um, if you will, and if you don't mind, we're going to always start off with prayer. So first, we want to just thank God for being our Father in heaven. We thank you for being almighty and all-powerful. We thank you that you are an omnipresent and omnipotent God. We thank you for being Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. We welcome you to this podcast. We thank you for gracing me, God, with this platform to build and edify the kingdom about healing and wholeness. As I decrease, God, so you can increase, use me, O Lord, for such a time as this, however you see fit. May our hearts and minds be clear and open to receive what you're speaking in this time. In the magnificent name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, so let's just jump on in hope you got your coffee or whatever it is that you're drinking your notepad pen ipad whatever it is you're taking notes with just let's just jump on in we're ready all right so last week we talked about coming out of denial so acknowledging the pain and the hidden things buried inside of us and submitting them to the lord um, which uh, is definitely allowing the healing process to begin But I realized that there was another barrier that needed to be broken. And that was basically the barrier of how we see God, our image of him. And how many of us know that we can have some tainted views of God because of things that have happened in our lives? Um, So a lot of times our views get tainted when we are unsure and or doubt God even loving us. So he loves us just the way we are and desires to heal us so blessings can flow not only to us, but also through us. Because how many of us know that we are not here? Everything that we're going through is not just for us, it's for others. So let's just keep going so i was also thinking about scripture where it says let us make man in our in our image after our likeness so and you know god was just saying that we were created not to just look like him on the outside but for us to seek identity in and through him which will transform transform us internally So there are attributes of God that he wants us to walk in, to breathe in daily, and to function in on a consistent basis. So just for example, like you got holiness, 
love and righteousness are some of those attributes. And we'll, we are here to walk in those because we are created in his image. So he wants us to exude that very same thing. So after all, you know, we are the righteousness of God, right? So that's what we shall do. And that's what we shall represent. That's what we shall uh, follow. So an increase of faith, we know that's something that will come as one seeks God to reveal himself. And of course, if we ask him, he will definitely do just that. So if we're thinking about it, an increase of faith. Think about how much God loved us that he gave the world. He gave he he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, God gave his son. He loved us so much that he gave his only son. So if that is not enough for us to understand the amount of love that he really has for us, his one and only son, he allowed his son to go on the cross to take all those stripes and be whipped and beaten so that we could live, okay? And whoever believe in him, should not perish so we should not die but have everlasting life eternal life so that right there is an expression of such great faith that we should have when it comes to understanding the love that is just given to us by god and there is and will never be a love any greater than that but you know, we know that sometimes we do open doors that can distort our image of God, though. And uh, we may not even realize it at times when we do that. So one, one that we all have and will encounter at some point in life, and this is for real, and that's rejection. Yeah, I hear you right now. Some of y'all are taking like a deep sigh, like, oh, here go that word again. But that word rejection, that thing rejection, it makes one so vulnerable to unforgiveness, unworthiness. A lot of times we're not feeling valued, so we have low self-esteem, we have shame. And it even causes like different stuff, different problems in different relationships. And I can go on and on. And even there's some forms of abuse that come along with rejection, whether it's um, physical, whether it's emotional, verbal, even sexual, and abandonment also. And these all cause wounds of the heart, which cause us to have a tainted and even a poor image of ourselves. So one thing I'm going to do right now is just kind of give you just a little bit of a testimony about me when it comes to rejection. So um, rejection caused me to honestly dislike myself. I, because I thought that there was, I thought that there was literally something wrong with me. Um, so I have a lot of people that like literally left me, abandoned me, um, I have people that I supported 
and that didn't support me or even to this very day still don't. Um, and people ignored me. It's like I would be right in front of them and they would ignore me, not acknowledge that I'm even talking um, and different things. So I really dealt with the spirit of rejection very heavily. And so as a result, over a course of time, I thought God really didn't love me because I was just saying and asking him, like, how could you allow me to go through all this torment and pain for so long if you love me? How could you allow people to walk all over and crush my heart if you love me? Why would you even allow me to get married twice? Why would you even allow me to go through a divorce twice? Don't you know that's the worst kind of heartache and pain that a person can feel? Because a divorce is nothing but uh, a relationship that is dying. So it, it cuts, it takes, it sucks a light out of you. Um, so it takes a lot to... Um, to grow and to heal from that. So I secretly hated myself. I didn't ever use that word per se, but deep down inside, after I started going down the line and just thinking about um, and really just talking to God about how I felt and how I looked at myself, I wasn't telling the truth. I really hated myself. I didn't like how I looked. I didn't like who I had become while all along walking around with a smile on my face. So the reaction of or lack thereof from people caused me to even see God with blurry lenses. So I couldn't see him. I couldn't even see the God that I knew of, even though I had not grown in a deeper relationship with him. Even the God that I knew at that moment, I could not even see him. I didn't think I was worthy of his blessings at one point in time. But there was that one day, there's always that one day that comes where it causes you to make a decision, whether it's a look in a mirror or whether it's another situation that occurs, some other form of hurt, pain, rejection. And I was like, okay, I needed a change for myself. I was literally tired of feeling the actual aches and pains of my broken and abused heart. That I, that, that, let me go ahead and say that, that I allowed many people to trample over. I gave them the power in my life and I was tired of that. So um, I was ready for change and not to mention, there was a legacy following me. I'm a parent, I have a child. So once I repented, asked God to forgive me, that's when I really began to start on the healing process. But it took some time though. But my seek definitely increased. So we have to see God in a different way. Um, He's more than a strict father 
who keeps track of every sin and is watching every mistake that we make. Because I can honestly say religiousness caused me to view God and that aspect for a very long time. When Jeremiah 31 literally says he will remember our sins no more. But really and truthfully, we don't believe that word because we're still walking around with condemnation. And we're following what's in our hearts, just like Proverbs says, what's in a, what's, what a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So even if we've repented, it's like we're still encountering those thoughts of unforgiveness and guilt. We begin to think Jesus is even disappointed in us. So those recorded thoughts and like the torment and the tactics of the adversary, it's just like a tape or uh, being rewinded, a recording being rewinded over and over of your past, your past experiences, all those negative, untrue thoughts from the father of lies that's just basically what it is and uh, we just need to tell the devil that he has no power and to send every word back to hell from which it comes from and with no return so return to sender you're not welcome here get thee behind me satan so we just got to think about like everything jesus took up on that cross was to cleanse us so that we could stand in purity to be clean, forgiven, and brand new. A brand new creature. No longer should we be oblivious to the bondage and chains. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted and to set the captives free. So you shall be free from that which comes to beset you. As you pray and ask God what he sees when he sees you or what he was thinking when he created you, you will definitely begin to see your vision. Your eyes will no longer be blurry. You will start to see him for who he is and you will start to see yourself for who you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. He created you for a purpose. He created you with purpose in mind. His purpose, his divine will, his divine plan. So what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead. This one went through pretty quick, but we're going to go ahead and uh, close out in prayer. And we just thank you, Father, for creating us in your image and your likeness. Heal our image of you. And that leads to healing our image of ourselves. God, we just thank you for helping us understand you love us just the way we are. Father, we repent, repent for not believing you, for not believing your word and believing the enemy and his lies about us. So we declare complete, total dependence on you. Lord, we renounce every word, every negative word from the adversary that he has whispered in our ears and that he's planted in our minds. 
casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So help us to forgive ourselves for self-sabotage and forgive others who have harmed us. Thank you for your grace, mercy, love, and kindness, your compassion, healing, and your blessings, showing us that we are precious in your eyes and are your workmanship. We are confident that the good work that God has begun in us will be perfected and that evil has no power and cannot touch us. And thank you for every person listening and every seed planted that they will take upon the rest and peace you've granted us with. Lord, that they will begin to feel like your sons and daughters and not slaves and orphans. And they will wear the shield of faith and belt of truth as you heal and bring forth restoration in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so that's it for this third episode. I thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful and blessed week, and we'll talk soon. Bye.